I mean, can you imagine if in Italy they're like, all right, we're going to start speaking Latin? You know, all the if all the Italian people like from like New Jersey <laughs> <laughs> went like and from other places like you know Ar- Argentina or wherever were going back to Rome, uh-huh. and they all had everybody's like, well, you know, let's all learn Latin. That's kind of how it was. <laughs> Episode 424. It's a podcast. I'm Mike, and... Uh, I'm James. Am I supposed to wait for the music, right? (laughs) No, you did that. You did that right. Welcome back, James. So we were just talking about Weird Al. Oddly, I didn't put the I didn't put two and two together and realize we were about to well, play a Weird Al song. Yeah, well, we're. I mean, there's a reason that it's my song, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. But we were uh, we were thinking about other songs that Weird Al should have done but didn't. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I. Maybe it was just this too low. Like maybe there's stuff that that's just it's just too low hanging. Right. Like he he's like no, I, someone else will say they came up with that, but like I don't understand. I, what- I suggested that that and and this this just comes from my own experience as a middle aged man. Um, like I would I I find myself singing to myself a version of uh, REM's Everybody Hurts, but it's called Every Body Part Hurts, and and it's yeah. all about getting old and, and having all these aches and pains all the time. And like weird Al should have, should have done that. Why didn't he do that? And then you said, well, I don't understand why he didn't do the REM song losing my transmission. <laughs> like, I don't, that's, I mean, it's the most appropriate. It's what the song should be. That's me at the corner. That's me at the stoplight losing my transmission. <laughs> and then he could say something like trying to get across town. I don't know if I can make it. Oh no, the, there goes the clutch. <laughs> you know, like I, that's as I mean, I always I mean I thought that as soon as the song came out. Wow. I was like So you think that because it was so obvious to you that yeah. Weird Al just dismissed it out of he's hand. He's probably like, Yeah, I can't do that. Although, I mean <laughs> I don't know, he's probably looking for the food angle, right? Like Not necessarily. I don't know. Maybe he wanted to do like nocturnal emission or something, and something more <laughs> no. risque. I don't know. That doesn't really seem like Weird Al, but no, he I'm trying to think of something blue. that rhymes with with transmission right. or uh, my. Now I can't even think of the real name of the song. Religion. L- religion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that though. Like we need to do that. Like if he's not going to do it, then we need to do it. I have a Rickenbacker. I have a bass. Although, although I, have, although I, I have my bass. oddly enough, that's the you know the most famous song, and it doesn't have an actual guitar in it. I would need to go buy a uh, mandolin. Mandolin, yeah. yeah. Or we could just do it with computers. Yeah, there are, there are those things. You have to learn how to play keyboards, though. To... There was something. There was something that I I thought of the other day, and I posted it on Facebook, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, no, that's already been done." I, uh, oh, it was um. 
tiny dancer right so i was listening to i was on i was driving home from somewhere and uh elton john song came on you know tiny dancer right was it hold me close now tiny dancer right oh. or whatever however it goes and i was like why isn't it tony danza why isn't somebody done <laughs> you know something about tony danza or, you know i posted that on facebook i saw that yeah and and somebody's like no no that's been done and i was oh no it was tony rizzuto he was like oh, oh phoebe did it on friends or something and i was like oh that's right what because i was never a fans guy i never a friends, friends guy. guy right i was a never fan. a fan of friends a friends fan so yeah um what even really that big on Seinfeld either back in back in those days. But yeah, so I was I had no idea. I thought I was like I I'm brilliant. Like why isn't everybody anybody else thought of that? You know why didn't Weird Al do Tony Danza? Tony Danza, yeah, yeah. Because Phoebe beat him to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still like Smelly Cat best. Smelly Cat. That was her song that she would play all the time in the coffee uh, shop. Again, again. <laughs> I didn't I'm watch a, it either, but I, I'm not I'm, a Friends person. Well, you know, it's funny because I'm not a, uh, I'm also not a Parks and Recreation person. Like you've like never watched, you, you haven't seen no, the show? Not really. I mean, I've watched little bits of it. But on, you're a huge Ron Swanson fan. Yeah, because I've watched all the <laughs> snippets, uh, all the YouTube chunks. Compilations, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I may have watched a show or two, you know, but that's, that's about it. Just like I haven't really watched The Office, but I've seen lots of bits of The Office. You Both need- my kids love that show you need to watch the office and parks and rec yeah well i'm just more into ron swanson so. <laughs> <sighs> all right so what, what, what are we going to talk about today well we gotta we have to do this now oh whatever this is i'm ready okay um i'm gonna start off with a little song called smelly cat <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna play the oh, tony dance song wondering this is my real voice <laughs> Smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? Everybody! Smelly cat, smelly cat, it's not your fault. Monica! They won't take you to the vet. Chandler! Obviously not their favorite pet. Joey! May not be a bed of roses. Rachel! You're not friend to those with noses. <laughs> uh, Ross, those are the only lines we have, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so you get you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Smelly cat farts a lot. I thought you would find that um hilarious and you don't. <laughs> mo- moving on. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. Friends is just sort of like I said, I didn't watch it either. <laughs> but I know about. I, mm-hmm. I thought everybody knew Smelly Cat. I have to say, Tupelo Honey by Van Morrison. No way. The most romantic song ever was The Way We Were. Uh, see, I, I think the one that Elton John wrote for um, that guy on Who's the Boss. <laughs> what song is that, Phoebes? Um, Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah, see, I... <laughs> And so I wonder maybe if I'd heard that, you know, maybe if somebody that was that was like a seed in your mind that was sitting yeah, there, yeah, I mean, that's wa- germinating for twenty years, waiting to yeah. sprout. Possibly, <laughs> you, yeah. heard, you heard the actual song on the radio, and that that's that's what did it. It's a great song, actually. I mean, I'm not a huge Elton John person. No, that's a good song. Yeah, and and then there, of course there's um there's Benny and the Jets. Which I love the Bismarcky version of that. You know that song. You know that, right? 
the Bismarcky version of Benny and the Jets? I don't think so. Um, okay, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna be you know Google machining friends snippets, you should you should do uh, Benny and the Jets Bismarcky. How do you spell that Bismarcky? Biz B I Z and then probably space okay. and then M A R K oh. and Google should take over at that point. Is it a live thing? Yeah, well, there's a there's a version that's on one of the Beastie Boys albums, but there's a live version that's on YouTube that's also that's really good. Well, I can access both, so which which one is just best? Just do the just do the live the the live one that you you found already. They're both about the same. I think the the both I think they're both a live version. <laughs> so This is truly awesome. This could be my new theme song. This is the album version. <laughs> There's one where he's like, Benny! He's just so like... <laughs> he's, he's, it's not even... It's just... He just loses it. It's it's even less singing than that one was. Yeah. There, maybe it's that other live version, but he, he's like... Uh, yeah. It's... He's not even close. <laughs> it's, but it's fantastic. You know, it's like... It's kind of like when you have like a near rhyme, <laughs> like you know, like like uh, like it's just close um, enough. Like uh, Frank Black, Frank Black is has in a lot of his songs, he did some near a lot of near rhymes. I yeah. think you know, and then you have some, I think Lemmy Motorhead. There's some Motorhead songs where there's there's like there's not even a rhyme. It's just like you know, I love that kind of stuff where you it should rhyme. Like it, you know, it has rhymed previously in the song, and then you get to a point, and, then, and all of a sudden, it just doesn't. Just, just doesn't rhyme, and he just keep, and you just keep going. That's kind of <laughs> like when when the guy doesn't hit the expected note, right? And it's, it's still okay because it's just he's feeling it. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that about about that version of uh, Benny and the Jets. I'll have to check out the YouTube one with the him YouTube screeching. One's pretty awesome. I mean, I think in that one he screeches too, or he's like, Event, late, you know, he's later at the at the end of the song. Yeah, it's like Manny, you know, ah, and the Jets, ah. but you know, whatever. All right, well, so that was a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? Oh gosh, what, what have I what have I been into? Um, 
Yeah, so I've been into Audible. I did uh, Solzhenitsyn. I did volume one of Alexander Solzhenitsyn's um, The Gulag Archipelago. And if you want to get an understanding of how bad human beings can be to each other, <laughs> like we always think of, we always think of, you know, Hitler and, you know, the, that, the that's Holocaust. the go to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's certainly very, very bad. Like the epitome of, <laughs> you know, it's the ex- example, right? That everybody goes to. But there's so many other examples of just that get overshadowed because of. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Soviet Union, basically from its inception until, I mean, throughout the whole thing, but but really bad during the Stalin era, unbelievable. Just, I, you know, if you haven't, you need to read it if, or listen to it on Audible to, to truly understand how completely ass, and it, it's almost like, I don't know, again, I always go back to that movie Brazil. And if you if you watch the movie Brazil, like you get maybe like a a a one percent of what Stalinism <laughs> was was like, you know. So yeah, so I did that. I I highly recommend that. I, I haven't gone to volume two and three yet because it was just it was pretty heavy, <laughs> and I needed to move. So, I needed to move on to something a little lighter, <laughs> sure. like the Peloponnesian, like the Peloponnesian War. Yeah, you know, I needed you know. I needed to move on to a a, a, uh, a classic historic battle, right? Yeah, you know, twenty four centuries ago, a twenty seven year old, a twenty seven year long war. Uh, so you know, something light hearted. Um, Three hundred something BC. Uh, the fourth century or fifth century, I guess, depending on the four hundreds. Okay. <laughs> BC. <clears throat> um, yeah, so that uh, that's really interesting. Um, that's you know that's not too long after the per- Persians tried to invade uh, Greece and the Spartans all like Battle of Thermopylae with the with the you know the movie Three Hundred which is highly highly not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I haven't seen it. I, I, you haven't seen Three Hundred? I'll no. tell you what, seeing it that I I saw it in the theaters when it came out, and you know, and at that time I was about to go to Afghanistan, like I was literally days away from going to Afghanistan. And uh, I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like getting, you know, getting psyched up, getting psyched up. Like, yeah, you know, freedom, you know, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to free those Afghans. Yeah. How's that going out? How's that working out? Oh, well, <laughs> after, uh, I'll, after I was there for about nine months, you know, I had very high hopes. I, I have to admit, I, I was very, you know, let's, we need to invade Iraq. We need to, we're going to free everyone. And I was very neocon esque, you know, I, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, and I think those things seemed reasonable, but I'll tell you who was a lot smarter than me, my dad, uh, in this particular case, for sure. He, you know, and I'm, this isn't a verbatim quote, but basically he was like, those people can't have freedom. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, no, dad, everybody, freedom and liberty and, you know, America, you know, and he was like, no, nah, no, nah, they need somebody with an iron fist to rule them. That's how it works over there. And I was like, no, 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 kind of, it's kind of right. I mean, ideally they need their own, their own person or group of people from well, Afghanistan be- to rule over them with an iron fist. Yeah, because 
because they haven't had they they didn't have a ref you know a protestant reformation and they didn't have an enlightenment i mean they have our enlightenment that we are sharing with them but that's not really their enlightenment right um their religion i, I don't know we're kind of going into like you know religious stuff here but i i don't think uh i don't think islam is is um is super compatible with uh republicanism i mean maybe it could be um i guess technically it's interesting iran is a republic it has other than israel it's probably the country in the middle east if you consider persia part of the middle east it's pretty democratic well if you go back 40 or so 40 50 years to iran they were like incredibly western well yeah and so was afghanistan but then again they had a shah you know it's it's like careful what you ask for like the arab spring stuff it's like yeah again freedom yay and then it's like we're gonna have elections and we're gonna vote in theocracy (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna vote in something worse wait a minute not no no not that. (laughs) no that's not the point no hey it's it's like that, that it's like that meme where, where it's like, uh, you have to vote. Everybody needs to vote. It's like, well, I don't want to vote for either of these guys. And everyone's like, no, you have to vote. And you're like, okay, I vote for this guy. And everyone's like, no, not him. You know, it's <laughs> like, well, you, know you said, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, the Sissides, the Sissides, it's hard. He's, his, his, name is, his name is really hard for me. It's like, there's all the people in the Peloponnesian War in his history of it, of it, you know, like Cleomenes and all these other like Greek names, but his name, the Thucydides, I always have a hard time. With, but he was a. I'm I'm struggling not actually, to call it the Peloponnesian War. Well, <laughs> Penelope, a great name from uh, the Odyssey. I guess maybe maybe her name. I don't know if her name was mentioned in the Iliad. But that's, you know, that's a name I always liked. And, but, uh, well, the Pel- you know, the Peloponnese is the part of, part of Greece that it, where Sparta was. And then Attica is where the part of Greece, if you look at a map, it's uh, where Athens is and yep. was. And so you have the Spartans. So it's weird. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the Cold War. Right, like the Spartans and the and the Athenians had different types of government. Right, the Spartans had the had the um, oligarchy. Right, kind of like the the um, you know they had like this they had two kings, and they had uh, anyway it was like the the rule by the by the elites. You know, like the people who were the smartest supposedly. Right, and then the Athenians had democracy. Right. Everybody got a vote. It wasn't like a republic either. It was like, all right, we're all going to vote on this <laughs> you know? mob, mob rule. Yeah. yeah, it was mob rule. It really was. And um, that's not a good thing, kids, in case you were no, wondering. It's, it's not. That's why but, the United States is not a democracy and we don't want it to be. Agreed. Um, I think I think there's a little mu- little too much made of that. I think when we talk about democracy, I think we, you know, we're using a bastardized well, yeah, version we, know, we know i think we know what we mean i mean like we mean we, something you know, different we don't mean actual democracy yeah like and it's Greek like democracy. it's like when neil it's like when neil bortz hassles people because they're using the word racist when what, what they really mean is bigoted yeah you know and and okay 
and and the whole like racist thing is just completely out of control right now so i get it but <laughs> everything is racist but you're everyone splitting. is racist you get to but be when, a racist and you get to be a racist but right? when you yeah but when you when you're picking at it's so bad like pointing out that well what you mean is bigoted is pointless <laughs> anyway um so like you know words mean something well yeah but if they're common if they're if a meaning is in common use then that's what the meaning is you know yeah. so it evolves um, yeah so but anyway yeah so the so the i don't know i don't didn't plan on coming on here and talking telling explaining the peloponnesian war but it's pretty interesting you know and it and it's kind of reminiscent of the cold war right like so you had it's all you had the two main city states in the athenians uh so spartans right just like in the movie 300 they're like the badasses right they're their whole way of life the spart the spartans are it's going to the gym drinking protein shakes and smearing oil on your muscular body right that's what that's what they did kind of yeah okay. sure yeah they were i mean training. that's what the trailer to 300 led me to believe that um their their lifestyle was all about so that that also like, everything that, looks vaguely like it's a comic book but also live because action. it was because it was based on a comic book. <laughs> but the comic book I don't know if the comic book was based on the book Gates of Fire, but it may have been. But there's a there's a historical fiction. It's called Gates of Fire. It's actually pretty good. It's not it's not 100% accurate either. But it gets it gets you in the ballpark so that I would highly recommend if anybody's like listening to our podcast here and they're like, "Oh, what does James recommend?" Well, I'll tell you. Uh Gates of Fire uh is a really good book it, it, at least it gets you kind of a, a broad understanding of, of like sparta and how things how how they were um an interesting thing is, is they didn't use money they didn't have money you know but the athenians had lots of money oh yeah so the, the spartans didn't use money they used uh like iron spits or something they used like i don't know they used some kind of weird kind of currency out of iron that i don't really understand but the but the Athenians were into into money and were into empire building. So while they were a democracy, they weren't like, a, oh, yay, freedom. It was more like, yeah, we're a democracy, mob rule. And um, <laughs> we're going to that, that <laughs> city state over there. You're you want to be part of Athens. Cool. Good. Or else. Yeah. You know, or else we'll force you to be, we'll force you to have the same freedoms that we do. Well, they were, you know, they were like <laughs> allies. Right. So they called them allies. Um but really, they were part of the Athenian Empire, I guess. I mean, I'm not a historian, uh, you know, so I'm probably, I'm probably, uh, you know, there's probably some nuance that I'm missing here. But, but yeah, so they had, but they had, so the Spartans had like, they were the army, right? They were the the ultimate hoplite soldiers, right? That's all they did. Like, whereas other city states, like, hey, it's, it, and they actually kind of highlight that in the movie 300, right? The when the Thebans show up to 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 Thermopylae, you know they're like well what do you do and the guy's like well i'm a i'm a potter you know and how about you well, i you know i'm a farmer or whatever you know and but they, you know they're in hoplite armor so these these city states everybody all the guys that live there in these city states you know that had money would have armor they would have their helmet and their greaves and their their chest the, the whatever the bronze chest plate and they you know and a shield and a sword or a spear um you know that was like part of being a member of that city state 
but they were farmers, right? So maybe like they were more like the National Guard, right? So they and used to have to go yeah. out and fight wars occasionally, but they would, you know, that's some city states they would have armor and stuff, each, you know, but the guy would be a farmer or you know, and and to the point where they would have to like there was fighting seasons. And then like, if you were going to go invade somebody else, you like, it could only last so long because you had to go back and plant your crops and, or harvest them or yeah. 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 And that's <laughs> actually fairly common throughout history, even like well into the, almost the 20th century. But yeah. So the, so, but the, you know, the Spartans, they had, the, they enslaved a whole nation of people in the Peloponnese called the, uh, the Messenians, I think. They, and then they termed them, they called them the Helots. So the helots did all the work, like all the farming and stuff. And then the Spartans could just train, right? So that's all they did was train for war constantly. So that's all, that was their only job, right? You're a Spartan, yep. you're Spartan. You're going to be a, you're going to be a soldier. That's it. That's all you do. Um, you go to the gym, you drink your protein powder and you smear oil on your naked body. That's right. Yeah. I think they did. They were into the oil on the naked body <laughs> thing. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's how, that's how you got rid of, uh, they didn't have soap. <laughs> Right. So they used to put oil and the Romans did this too. They used to put oil on their body and then yep. they would like use the scraper and scrape the, the gunk off. So anyway, you keep going back to the oily naked man thing. And well, I, you know, we commercials get, we get, for the movie 300. That's all I have. And can, can we get past this? Mike, your <laughs> infatuation with, have you ever, you like gladiator movies? <laughs> I have seen the movie called gladiator. That was also good in historical fiction. Interesting. Commodus, uh, the emperor, portrayed by, I keep wanting to say River Phoenix. What's his name? Joaquin Phoenix? Formerly Leaf Phoenix, yeah. Commodus was a terrible emperor, but he was in fact. Was he? I think he was, he was Leaf, and then he changed his name to a more or less real one. Oh, each, oh, so like he, so it was like river and then leaf and like Rain all their children were named sky like sky and yeah, uh, hippies. Yep. Well, they were they were actual hippies. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it made me sick. Do hippies bathe in oil? No, of course not. Hippies don't bathe at all. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask silly questions. Um. <laughs> Have you seen that? Uh. Those commercials for, uh, it's some insurance. I forget which one it is, but it's like the, maybe it's not even insurance. I have no idea what it is, but it's like the, the guy teaching a class for adults not to be like their parents. Oh yeah. 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 I think it's insurance. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one where, uh, where (laughs) he's got a whiteboard, you know, and they're all sitting, Mm -hmm. sitting in a circle in a room and he's got a whiteboard and it's got the word quinoa on it. And they're all trying to pronounce it, and one guy actually says Joaquin. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but I like the one where it's just snippets of everybody talking, and the guy's like, defense, defense wins championships. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, um, oh, we could talk about this whole Aaron Rodgers kerfuffle. <laughs> what's I, you know what? I haven't really been following. I know I'm, a, you know, I'm well, a, continue with your, a, with your history I'm lesson. A terrible Packers fan. Oh, but I will, I will sidebar this so there's a battalion command uh board that happens every year and i'm now uh in it but i'm not i i didn't i you kind of have to opt you have to opt out of it now they used to they used used to have to opt into the board like i want to command a battalion but i guess 
commanding a battalion in the reserves is such a pain in the butt. Nobody wants to do it. <laughs> so now they just put everybody in and then you have to opt out. Well, I almost completely opt out. What I basically did was like, I wrote a little note into the remark saying that I'd like to command the battalion near my house because <laughs> that makes the most sense. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. But the battalion and that battalion wasn't available. But a bunch of the battalions that were available, there's one in Colorado and there's one, you know, one out in California and there's the one in Germany, which, you know, I'm not going to fly to Germany for weekends. Um, although that would be cool if I could afford it. But, um, but one was in Green Bay. Oh yeah. I was like, I was like, Hmm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You thought about it, huh? (laughs) I did. I was like, man, I should, I should ask to command the Green Bay battalion. Um, we would have moved up there. If you made that your retirement home oh, I don't <laughs> location, know. I would, there's no way I'm going to retire to where it's freaking <laughs> freezing cold. I mean, I'm not into ice fishing. I Wait, mean, you, maybe just, I... you just want to command the battalion for a couple of years up there? Maybe get well, some free season tickets or something while, for a couple of years and then... I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, get more a little bit more uh, Wisconsin cred. Uh you know, well, as long as you score some tickets for me, that's cool. We won't have to move but I up didn't, there. But I, I didn't put in for that <laughs> oh, oh. battalion. You know, I didn't put in for any of them because it's like trying to fly from where I am to, to, you know, it'd be one thing, you know, if I lived in Atlanta still, it's easy to like fly everywhere, fly places. Yeah. But, you know, living where I live, it's you have, have to fly to like some other major hub yeah. just to fly to, and then to fly to like somewhere where I'd have to fly into Milwaukee and I guess drive up to. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, you you it's it you get it on both ends. Yeah, so it'd be so kind of minimum ass, two but, stops. Yeah, Ugh. I mean, it, you know, I may end up doing something like that anyway, but I decided to opt out. This is my first. This would be my first year for that board. But um, we were we were talking about the the Spartans, right? Yep. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. So the I was trying to make a point that the. You know, the Spartans were just soldiers, right? And the Athenians, uh, the Athenians also had hoplites. They also had a mil- you know, an, a, a, an army, right? And, uh, but they also had walls, right? So siege, this is the other thing that's really interesting. Like siege warfare, there was no siege, there were no siege engines. Like the Spartans and pretty much everybody else, except the Athenians, which you find out later, are really bad at siege warfare. Like really bad. Like basically, if you have a wall around your city at that time in Greece, you're you're good. Yeah. So much to the point where like there was deploy. You know how like we have missile treaties. Yeah. Like we have like you know hey we don't want you to have missiles and you know we're not going to have missiles. The, the Spartans would go to a, a a city that was putting up walls. Like we're going to put walls around our city, and the Spartans would go there and be like hey 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 uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. <laughs> no. Right. The Athenians would do that too. Like, so if somebody was like, if they got word basically, and I'm probably screwing this up a little bit, but, but yeah, basically if it's a city state was trying to put their walls up, you know, somebody would show up and be like, ah, no, 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 <laughs> no, you're not doing that. Cause, cause once you get the walls up, then nobody you know, can ever get in and take over your, yeah, and your then, city. And so then there's, then there's, you know, then they're, you know, there's, consequences of that for both sides right the people inside you know there, there still can be a siege where the people inside are eventually starved out that right. could take year, years and the people that are conducting the siege need to go home and get take care of their crops <laughs> so um but anyway the, the athenians had 
yeah, they had these massive walls around their city and this guy Pericles, who was the leader, you know, even though we're a democracy, he was kind of like their president. He, uh, he was like, yeah, we're not going to go out there and fight them because the Athenians had the greatest Navy in Greece, like in the Mediterranean, basically, like they had the, the Navy, like they were the, 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 the lead, they had the biggest Navy and they were like the most expert. They're kind of like the British, you know, like in the, you know, under the British empire, you know, uh, nobody could beat them uh, until like, you know, until we came along as <laughs> post-World War II as the greatest Navy. Um, but yeah, they were basically like, basically Athens was the British empire of, of that time, you know, as far as like their Navy. And so they were like, we'll just, you know, we'll just kick their butt with the Navy. We'll just take our Navy and we'll just go around to the Peloponnese and just raid and, and, and fight them like that. So it was like, so they used to have like a, I think the interesting thing, is, I'm, I'm going in all kinds of directions here and people are not going to want to listen to this podcast, but I'm going to go on anyway. So the, well, you got to practice for, for your podcast that no one. Yeah, will listen. So the, so how they used to do things, right? Like the most humane. So the good thing about hoplite battle was like it was like a football game right like two sides and all their their you know helmets and pads right would crash (laughs) into each other yeah there would be like 10 percent would die and uh and just she waved goodbye so she must be going to get the kids um bye Ann. she's gone so yeah they would crash into each other a bunch of people would die like you know 10 percent would die and be wounded somebody would you know, have the upper hand, then they would, they would come to terms and decide like, okay, well, you know, we, you lost, we won. And all right. So this is what we want. You know, everybody collect their dead. You know, there was some honor, you know, like, Hey, get your dead, whatever. They put up a trophy or whatever, which was like a, I guess a, like a monument to the, whatever, you know, the battle and that would end it. Right. That would be like, OK, it's decided whatever it was, whether it's like a border skirt, border war, like, hey, we don't we, you know, this is the border should be over here, not over here. Right. <clears throat> they would and they would, would uh, call ceasefire. It would be done. Yeah, it would be decided. There would be a battle. It would be decided. OK, well, the Peloponnesian War was 27 years. <laughs> OK, it was it was the to- new total war kind of thing where. You know, there was raids and terrorism and, you know, all this basically, you know, civilians being killed. It was horrible. And um, and then Athens. So so Athens, they stayed inside their walls. Right. They're like, yeah, we're not coming out to fight the Spartans because, you know, one, you're Spartans like we we and and it's not to say that Athenians couldn't have um, maybe couldn't have done okay against them. Because they did, they did defeat them in many of the battles that took place. I guess you know, in the Peloponnesian War, there were some times where the Athenians, you know, even on land, came out ahead. But Pericles, like, yep, nope, we're going to stay inside these walls. And so what they did is they all the people that lived outside the walls, all the farm, you know, that's where all the farms were, and the estates, you know, they brought everybody inside the walls and just said, okay, Athens, you just, you know, or not Athens, Sparta, Sparta, you just do whatever you want out there you know have at it so spartans are out there like destroying crops and doing whatever and they're like ah we're staying in here and we're going to attack you with our navy you know and where your where your where your army isn't haha yeah. right 
Well, after a couple of years of that, there was a plague <laughs> inside Athens. Uh oh. Like, like a quarter <laughs> of the population of Athens, like, like, you know, imagine if like a quarter of the, you know, the population of the United States. I mean, we're in a little, little minor pandemic. I mean, I know it doesn't seem minor, but compared to like plagues of the past and the, the amount of death occurring by like per capita, this is nothing, right? So like, right. imagine if, if 70 million people in the United States died. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. So if you're like, hey, we're a city state and our, you know, we have 300,000 people. It, our city is like for, you know, the city capacity is like 100,000 but we've got like 200, 300,000 people and plague. Yeah. So yeah, people were really pissed off. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm going, I'm going down all sorts of rabbit holes, but to go back to uh, the Sicides and his uh, history of the Peloponnesian war, you know, he wrote it like you can read it's translated of course, you know, but this guy wrote the history of the Peloponnesian war. He was there, right. He was originally a general for the Athenians. Um, general slash admiral i guess and i guess he screwed up and because the athenians were you know direct democracy mob rule when general like sometimes when generals messed up uh they were killed like they voted like okay yeah general smith smithides uh, (laughs) yeah he needs to get the axe right or there was one battle sea battle where um they didn't collect there was one battle where they didn't collect the dead there were you know uh from the ocean from the mediterranean there was like the weather something happened you know so they couldn't the the admirals didn't uh weren't able to recover the dead yeah the weather started getting rough their tiny ships were tossed basically it was either due it was a com i think it was a combination i forget the battle but it was a combination of weather and enemy (laughs) that that made it difficult for them to recover is you know make a good uh attempt at recovering the dead and they just left and when they got back to Athens, they were, it was like, yeah, you generals are all going to be put to death for that. <laughs> because to that, to the ancient Greeks, I guess, if you didn't get the proper burial, you didn't get, you, you were just in limbo, right? You didn't go, you didn't go to the, you know, to Hades or whatever, which if you know anything about Greek mythology, Hades, Hades, um, it's not actually Hades. Hades is the god. Right. But but anyway, the, the place you go when you die, uh-huh. unless you're like a superhero like Achilles. When you die, you just sort of hang out in like a lobby somewhere, I guess, forever. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you don't, if your body doesn't get recovered again, I'm probably screwing this up. But if your body doesn't get recovered, you don't get the proper burial rights. You don't even get that. You're like you're not even in the lobby. You're like you're outside wandering around the building. Or maybe you're maybe you're in, in. maybe you're in the lobby and like where you would go. uh mm-hmm. In, you never you get know, to leave the lobby in in the underworld at least you can like live in whatever i i'm not doing a good job with that one but anyway so these yeah they would just like if you were the point is or, you want to get buried <laughs> yeah that was a big deal the point is is like not recovering the dead which is why like you know they would um you know after a battle like a hoplite battle they would you know they would uh after it was over, people they would let everybody care. go in and yeah, clean, the clean right up the battlefield. It was, yeah. it was the right thing to do. You wouldn't, you know, and if you don't let your enemies, pick, you know, and also it was, deci- you know, things are decided, right? We won, you lost. Yeah, right, that's probably like the first thing that gets decided. They probably had, you know, a whole bunch of bullet points. Probably. They bring out the whiteboard. 
They're like, all right. So um, anyway, the, the Peloponnesian, is... <laughs> Peloponnesian War is really interesting. But the, the, the whole, um, I guess I was trying to get, to, there's so many interesting things about it. But um, going back to the whole like analog for the Cold War, or cold, the Cold War, like nothing new under the sun, yep. right? So, so these cities, so the Sparta and Athens didn't necessarily want to fight each other, right? There wasn't, they weren't, they weren't at war, but there was like some uneasiness. Like the Spartans didn't like how the Athenians were kind of getting too big for their britches and kind of taking over more and more of Greece and, and the, and the Aegean and um, also didn't like their government or whatever, but Spartans were very conservative and they're like, you know, but these other, other city States would go to the Spartans and say like, Hey, you know, these guys are, you know, you need to ally with us or you need to come help us with these guys. And, so it was kind of like, you know, like imagine there's a country in, during the Cold War, any random country in Africa that neither the Soviet Union or, you know, America and the Western powers have like no interest in, you know, mm-hmm. and, and some some leader of this African country is like, I need guns and weapons. Um, who's going to give them to me, you know, and neither the Soviet Union or the United States gives a crap, but they don't want the other country to to get a foothold there right yeah. i mean i guess there was a whole domino theory thing and communism stuff but even if there wasn't like it, it was just strictly like who's gonna be your buddy me or those guys you know so that's kind of how it was so basically like sparta and 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 athens ended up fighting each other because of all the other city states that kind of pushed them to it you know like there was a city called um city state called Kosaira, which is where Corfu is now, like the, the island of Corfu. Okay. Was Corsaira. They had they were aligned with the Spartans through Corinth. They were a, they were a colony of Corinth and Corinth was aligned with Sparta. So the the Corsairans though didn't like the Corinthians. The Corinthian they thought the Corinthians were uh you know I guess too hard on them or they, they wanted to break free from the Corinthians. And so they went to the Athenians and they said hey you know if you go to war and, and you, know, you know, you should, you should protect us from Corinth and, and, you know, we should be aligned, even though we, we're not currently aligned, we should be because we have a big Navy. We have a big Navy. Our Navy is almost, you know, it's, it's, it's not as big as yours, but it's, you know, like the third biggest. And you don't want Sparta to have this Navy, do you? <laughs> cause you know, cause then Sparta, Sparta's naval power would be approaching your naval power with you know if they have our naval power so but imagine if you align with us then you're you know you have the biggest navy plus our third biggest navy if you know if we're you know allies now you're unstoppable yeah that's the kind of crap that happened those kind of things led up to the peloponnesian war where you know people were playing playing the two ancient greek superpowers against each other so anyway it's interesting or at least i think it's interesting anybody who's listening to this podcast maybe like holy crap this is so not interesting but (laughs) no it's interesting it's the thing is demonstrates how history repeats itself over and over again yeah and so like you know let's let's look at it from like this is the nerd burger podcast right and and so it's weird you know you people who are like can speak klingon (laughs) and can uh know everything about freaking harry potter or lord of the rings or whatever they know all the lore and background or people who know like uh, freaking i know i know a dude 
who has like this is before the show Mandalorian, right? Right. He had a he had a tattoo on his arm. This guy was uh it's actually in my company. Uh he was a master sergeant. He had this tattoo on his arm and I was like, what is that? What language is that? He goes, It's Mandalorian. Like <laughs> <laughs> this was like five years ago, you know right, what I mean? Before so this, like, yeah, it be, it so was my, now now it's super popular and people are probably looking it up and getting Mandalorian language tattoos. But this, you know, back well, then it was like the whole Boba Fett thing, right? Yeah, that was my, all that was all you knew about it. But my point is, is that there there's stuff that really happened <laughs> on planet Earth that is just as interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, they're not there's not lasers and lizards <laughs> and stuff, but you know, if you go back to ancient Greece or ancient Rome, kind of get into the whole like, you know, sort of the reasons. That, you know their religions and you know how they you know, their polytheism and that kind of the, the mythology and stuff is kind of interesting you can get into that aspect of it but i what i don't understand is why more people aren't as interested in in actual things <laughs> that happen that are that are really interesting and you know the have all the same elements just without you know, spaceships and lasers or wizards or and wizards dragons. and dragons yeah you know but they still have you know, uh, like in the movie 300, even, you know, get I could see that, you know, was it Xerxes is like a nine foot tall androgynous. <laughs> Did you see the movie 300? No, you, I told you. I didn't. <laughs> you <had> to... <laughs> so Xerxes in that movie is like <laughs> this thing, like it, it's a pretty good movie. I haven't seen it since, you know whatever since it got 2007 probably is when it came out it's a pretty good movie it's definitely you know action-packed and bloody and you know this is sparta and you know you've seen the thing where like he kicks the guy into the into the well the mm-hmm. envoy maybe i don't know if that was in the commercial i did yeah well anyway so yeah, yeah he's, I was he's just got a lot he's the, got lots of eyeliner on the oh xerxes yeah and like it's he that like looks nothing like a Persian uh emperor. <laughs> he looks nothing. Nothing that's like it's so beyond he might as well be a space alien. It looks that's like so totally not even in the wheelhouse of I mean, besides the fact that he's like nine feet tall, you know. But it's still not a bad movie if you can like you can separate the the create the crazy stuff. I mean but I, I think Gates of um, Gates of Fire, the like the book that kind of talk that goes over the same Battle of Thermopylae, yeah, is good. That's that's worth reading, uh, and it's it's not like I said, it's not a hundred percent correct from you know every little detail, but it's it's close enough, and it, I think it'll give give one a pretty good idea of what the Spartans were all about for for better and for worse, like. They were not, you know, it's funny. It's like Athens and Greece were both, they were both bastards in their own way. As far as like the, the Spartans believed in like freedom and all that stuff, but then they also enslaved a whole like nation of people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trying to think there's like, there were three classes of people in, in, in in the Peloponnese in Sparta in Laconia, right? Where Sparta was. And it was like the Spartans, the, um, I can't think of the the middle group. There was there were people who were free, but they weren't Spartans. And then there were the helots, the helots, who were the slaves, right? So 
you, you know, I guess I'm done talking about the Peloponnesian War, but that that's what I've been into recently. And then I just started a podcast. Um, I think it's called Mart- Martyr Made. Yeah, Martyr, like, you know, like, like Martyr Yourself, like Martyr Made. And uh, I'm on number two, Fear and Loathing in the New Jerusalem. So it's all about how, um, um, you know, like Zionism and, and how Israel happened, <laughs> you know, uh, what, what, you know, what the reasons for and who the, the movers and the shakers. And it, it gives like a, it gives you like the Jewish, like, this is what was going on. And this is why the po- politically, you had political Zionism and. Wait, is this back in BC or is this the 20th century Israel? Well, this is early, early, early 20th century. Okay. Really? It, yeah. So, I mean, you can, it's, it's a complex subject, but really one thing I'm, I'm learning is that the, you know, when you think about the Israeli Palestinian conflict or, you know, Jews and Arabs and blah, blah, blah. It's like people, people, and I've always heard this. People are like, Oh, they've been fighting for thousands of years. No, <laughs> that's, <laughs> That's not, that's more, not at all the case. It's been more off than on. <laughs> it's been almost completely off. Vastly until, so. Until the 20th century. When, and, when those, when those, uh, those dirty Jews dared to move back into, into their homeland. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be, that would be a perspective. That's, I'm not saying that's my perspective. Um, but I'm also saying that's not my perspective, right? What I'm, what I'm learning is this, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a deep deep subject but one thing i think everybody should know is yeah it's not like well they've been fighting each other for thousands of years no nope that's (laughs) not the case it's uh jews and arabs were living together under the ottoman empire and before you know (laughs) not and not trying you know not to this level of of strife and uh but yeah but you gotta think the reason zionism came about was because of the pogroms right like the there were times where all throughout history where especially in in russia uh where they would just suddenly think you know things would be going bad and they're like well it must be the jews (laughs) and they would go and start wiping out you know this is like why is that like what's the what's the common thread like i just don't get it well it's usually like how to do with the Again, I'm just getting into this topic, but you know, my understanding is is that you know, anytime you had an economic downturn in Europe, where all the Jews were, most of the Jew, a lot of Jews were in Europe, right, for thousands of years after the Romans uh, dispersed kicked, them, kicked the shit out of them. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> there's th- these topics this is again this is, stuff is so interesting to me because if you take it all the way back to roman times right the, Ro- the romans called it palestine i think um which is i think where it gets its name yeah um yeah it's it's really interesting like the romans okay we're gonna go there right i'm gonna start i'm gonna go back to the romans right the romans were super um cool with everybody's religion you know, people are like, oh, you have gods? Cool. Well, maybe, are those good? Can you pray to those gods for, to make Rome strong? Cool. Great. Great. Those <laughs> please, are... please do that as often as you, as you like. <laughs> right on. I mean, even Genghis Khan was, was that way. Most smart rulers, most smart rulers, uh, you know, are going to be like, yeah, man, have your 
have your religion and, and your beliefs um pay your taxes yeah like you pay you, you're gonna pay taxes cool yeah you can believe in <laughs> you know you can have a golden calf or a a dog head uh, god of the underworld, uh, you know, you like, okay, Anubis sounds good to me. Just keep the grain flowing to Rome, right? Yeah. So if only our rulers would limit themselves to just the taxes. <laughs> oh man, you're going to get me, you're going to get me going on that too. But, um, well, so the Romans, yeah, right? Like, so the Romans, like were, Frank Black would say, let's, let's go back to Rome. Yes. We 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 are Romans. I'll even say that the Romans were really um, good about like, hey, everybody, you want to have your gods? Cool, sweet. You know, that's they're probably cool gods. You know, or that that's a lot like our god, right? You're oh, you're, you know, or maybe we should maybe we should build a temple to that god. Right? Yeah, and then and then when you're at the temple worshiping your god and you're passing the collection plate around, you know, just take like you know twenty percent of that and send it to us in Rome. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, pretty much. So, they were very. Um, what's come on, Mike? Help me out. They were very uh, accommodating. Accommodating. What? What is it? Diversity, uh, inclusive, whatever. You know, they okay. were. They were, except, <laughs> right? Except, except the Jews. And then later the Christians who are like, well, we only have one God and all those other gods can f*** off. <laughs> right. So, so the, so that's know, what did it for the Romans, especially the Christian, especially the early Christians. Right. So there's more to it than that. But if you think about it, the Romans were really cool with everybody's religion, except for the Jews, because they were like, yeah, we're, you know, you know, we only worship god and <laughs> we're not and the and the christians were that way too but the christians were like i won't offer sacrifice and you know there's there's a whole lot of stuff going <laughs> not on. not only there. do we have one god but he has a son and he 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 uh spent his life thumbing his nose at you guys <laughs> right yeah yeah basically i mean no actually i i think it was again i'm this is where i'm horribly deficient in my biblical knowledge right but it's like the jews the jew the rabbis that didn't agree with jesus were the ones that went to the romans and said right. you gotta off this guy right yeah. so it wasn't it wasn't just the romans the romans weren't like oh this guy's gotta go it was like the hebrews it was were the, like, this it guy was, gotta yeah go. the, the local the local guys yeah so we're like oh hey um rome <laughs> can, can you help us out with our little problem here yeah so the Rome, but yeah, the we got Romans this, wiped we got out. this hippie, yeah, so <laughs> running Romans, through town, <laughs> right? But I mean, didn't didn't Jesus say like crazy render ideas? Under, render under Caesar what is Caesar's or whatever. I yeah. mean, basically, like you know, live within the the government, and you know, but yeah. So the, the Romans were open to all kinds of other religions, except for the religions that were like, well, Roman Rome can eat a dick, right? That's pretty much <laughs> that's where the Romans drew the line. Yeah, right. The Romans were like. Well, no, you're going to, we're going to celebrate Jupiter day or whatever, you know, whatever celebration we're doing today. And you're going to, everybody has to provide a sacrifice. And the Christians were like, yeah, no, we can't do that. And they were like, well, just, no, it's, it's simple. You just you know, here, kill this chicken. It'll be, and you can go about your business. And the, you know, Christians were like, no, can't do it. 
And they're like, oh, hell no. You know, like <laughs> that was where the Romans drew the line. So there's tons more to it than that, obviously. Um, but yeah, so I guess, you know, the Romans kicked the shit out of the Jews and they dispersed throughout the world or whatever. And then they were all in Europe. So, yeah. So going back to the pro- pogroms and things, things of that nature, right. Where, where, you know, the, the Gentiles are killing all the Jews, right. They're every time that, so they were forced into like, uh, there were only certain jobs, I guess that again, I'm, if somebody that listens to this podcast is a historian or super knowledgeable in these topics, you know, they can complain. But basically, you know, throughout history, they can go do their own podcast that talks about nothing but this stuff. Yeah. So (laughs) throughout history, the Jews were in uh, different um, jobs or different lines of work that were considered, you know, beneath like money, like banking, like lending. That was seen as like unseemly. Really? Yeah. Which is weird. It's counter. We don't think we would be like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Right. But back then you know so those were the kind of the jobs that that uh a lot of the the jews had right and then anytime there was an economic downturn everybody was like oh the jews they you know the money that whole money grubbing jew thing right yeah it's 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 obviously it's f-ing retarded people blaming you know blaming you gotta have a scapegoat right right so they would but so because th- because anything to do with money was a like menial job back then like being in a janitor yeah, that's all that's the that's all they would let the jews do but then anytime anything happened with the economy that was bad they blamed the people that were working yeah. with the money who happened to be the jews because they got yeah, forced so, into yeah. it yeah and again <laughs> okay I, well that, probably, that's starting to make more sense now i'm i'm probably super oversimplifying it and, well that's and, fine it's 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 a <laughs> i well you know i'm i'm being i'm you know i have these caveats because i don't you know <sighs> i I feel like I have a pretty good understanding, but it always there's always so much more to learn and so much more to to um you know there's again nuance, but um but yeah so you know at the early 20th century, uh you know or the late 19th century, I guess Zionism comes from like hey, we're getting killed, we're really sick of getting killed, <laughs> you know, we 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 you know we we tried to assimilate right like we like in World War One. Or, you know, different, like, so there was this Dreyfus affair. Uh, I think it was either pre-World War One. it was in France. I mean, like, you think of anti-Semitism being, you know, German or Russian, but it's, it's throughout. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but there was a particularly bad case in France. There was what's something called the Dreyfus affair. I think it's, you know, pre-World War One or right around World War One, where there was a, a French officer. Some, somebody had given... Uh, some intelligence to I guess, probably I guess the Germans might have been the Franco-Prussian War, but they blamed. They're like, oh, you know, this 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 Jewish officer, you know, Dreyfus. He was a French captain. I mean, you know, he was a Jew, but he was assimilated, right? You had like there were a lot of Jews in Europe who they were very, you know, in, like in Britain and in, in France and all these places where they were just members of society. You know, even in 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 Russia, but occasionally. You know, like you were if you were a Jew in 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 Russia and you were lived in this neighborhood and you, you hey, your neighbors and your friends and and then suddenly like things got bad economically or there was some sort of strife, then suddenly your neighbor just shows up and starts killing you. Like that like people that you worked with or yeah. like the guy you bought bread from or the, you know, like the baker down the street and the the butcher and 
candlestick, candlestick maker. maker. <laughs> yeah, that, that you dealt with on a daily basis and you've known them for like your whole life. Suddenly they're part of a mob that is like breaking down your door and killing your family in front of you and killing you. You know, it's like, that's how, that's how bad it was all the time throughout all throughout history and especially in the late uh i guess 19th century but the um but the Dreyfus affair right he was this guy and he was he was accused of giving you know intelligence to the enemy and then he was convicted and sent to like devil's island you know wherever imprisoned and then it came to light that you know he it wasn't him yeah. but the power <laughs> but the powers that be were like well you know they made up some stuff because they couldn't be wrong and then you know, there was a little bit of outcry, you know, and people were like, well, he's, you know, what do you care about this Jew? You know, like whatever. And so there was like a big thing. There were, there were dry, you know, pro, pro and anti-Dreyfus like factions. Uh, eventually he was acquitted and uh, he got his rank back and it, he went back. He, he, I don't know if he went to like up to Colonel or something, but he, he was, he was vindicated, but still people were like, you know, he, yeah. he oh yeah, it was him. And you know what I mean? Like, yep. and then. Then he went moved to America and uh, had a family and, and and some children and his son uh, landed a role in Jaws and the rest yes. is history. Yes, Richard Dreyfus, indeed. I don't, I don't, I don't know that's the case, but that that would make it a lot more interesting. That would make it. That would be if, if that is if that were true. That would be super cool. You see, you don't need wizards and dragons and spaceships no, there's and too, there's too swords. much there's there's too many interesting and crazy stories <laughs> and just and horrible stories on planet earth but yeah so this is okay so zionism right so like a lot of the jews were had assimilated or you know they there were like so at the beginning of the uh beginning of you know israel like the beginning of like jews going to palestine they didn't even speak the same language like hebrew is dead hebrew was kind of like latin is now right people like wrote it and read it but nobody <laughs> spoke well, it out not, loud <laughs> yeah but it was like just at, at synagogue yeah right everybody spoke yiddish or russian or french or english or whatever german so, like polish yeah yeah so so um that's another interesting thing i'm just getting into but, but yeah so like you know you have this all these people that are assimilated into these cultures but they're because they're jewish they you know occasionally get slaughtered and they're like yeah enough of this right we need to get our own we need to get our own place (laughs) and because and because because the time this is like towards the end of colonialism right like the end like attitudes back at at, at this time at the turn of the century and you know like kind of world war one kind of ends the colonial phase and Mm -hmm. You have some mandates, which are kind of, you know, colonial, right? Like Syria, Syria and Lebanon become French. And then you have, the, you know, give, you have the Sykes-Picot agreement. But anyway, the point is, is like, if you were a Zionist and you're like, well, we just need a piece of land. How about pa- this, you know, Palestine where Jerusalem is and like, we're going to. Like, where, where our people came from originally. Right. And they're going to be like, well, you know, yeah, there's some, there's, so I guess God, God, I can't think of the guy's name. It's like Herschel. He's like the guy that has like this manifesto. It's like 2,400 words or it's like, you know, it's, it's this really long manifesto and he doesn't use the word Arab once. And I think, uh, so in the, you got to think like the way people thought back then about the people that lived in places that they, that you wanted, you're like, well, they're, they're the natives. We'll just, you know, displace them over yeah 
yeah <laughs> it wasn't or or they can live there but we'll take charge because we're you got to think so the zionists were european right they're jews but they're europe you're Euro, europeans and europeans are used to going places and taking take, over taking stuff yeah <laughs> so it wasn't <laughs> at the time their thinking was very like well mainstream no, we'll just we'll just take that yeah we'll that, just take it yeah that was what everyone did yeah and right or wrong you know that's how it was so that's how they saw it so they're like well we'll just we'll just we'll just go there now there's you know it's there were people who were outright like we're just gonna go take it and then there were others who were like we'll just move there and over time we'll take over right by numbers there was there yeah. yeah but there are those that are like we're very much like we're going to go there and we're going to take over it's going to be a state and we're going to take over we're going to have a we're, we're going to have a nation state that's going to be for jews and then there were people who were like well we'll go there and we'll make it so awesome you know that, with that build, they'll infra welcome infrastructure us. yeah yeah like so there was there was variation in kind of the attitudes that were some were like we're just going to take over and we're going to make this a jewish homeland and there were others who were like we're going to make it a jewish homeland but it, we're going to make it awesome and everyone will be like the people that live there will be cool with it. Super happy awesome. with us for coming yeah. in and making it everything super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And which and they did. <laughs> if you're an Israeli, I guess, I mean, if you're, a, if you're a Palestinian <laughs> refugee and living in Jordan, not so much, I guess, but I'm just yeah, thinking like modern technology and economic yeah, yeah, prosperity yeah. and I all mean, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like yeah. that I never mean, would have super... happened if they hadn't gone there. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, uh, my attitude towards Israel, if I were to even have one, just be kind of your standard American. Well, we support, we're going to support the Israelis. They're a, dem they're a democracy, you know, the soft know, kind, word, the word democracy, you know? <laughs> the, gener the generic but, kind. Yeah. Yeah. They're a free Western type society, uh, you know, and, and you're like, okay, we're going to bet. But then when you dig into like how it's, how Israel started, it's interesting. You could see how the Arabs would be like, what the hell, you know, like they are the occupiers, right? They were, I'm in, I'm, I'm getting into different news sources because of, you know, for various reasons. And one of the news sources I've been looking at is, um, I think it's called Middle East Eye. And it's a, you know, I think it's out of, I think it's out of England. Um, it's a web based news outlet, but I was looking at how they, how they, they have different sections and one, it just says occupation. And I clicked on it. I'm like, Oh, Israel. So when they talk about Israel, the section you look at is the occupation. Like you click on occupation mm -hmm. and that's, that's Israel. They don't even call it. It doesn't say Israel because that's not how they see it. You know why they wouldn't, they don't even want to acknowledge that it's, you know, a country with a name. Yeah. It's yeah. just the occupation. It's the occupation. Still, you know, but you think about it, it's like, it's less than a hundred years old. I don't know. And I mean, Jews were still living there. Uh, Rome you know, hadn't kicked them all out. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> sure. Right. I mean, it's always that way, but yeah, that whole, but anyway, the whole point is not, not the whole point, but one of the points is that, you know, when people say, well, they've been fighting for thousands of years, mm, that's not, no, that's not really, you're misinformed. We're all misinformed. Yeah. You know, most of the people in the United States are misinformed about a number of things because they want to speak Klingon and Mandalorian and, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I know probably there are probably people that listen to this podcast that speak Klingon and Mandalorian and 
If there are, I don't know them. Not that that's it's just, it's just fun learning about stuff, man. I love, I like, I didn't know that, you know, I just assumed everybody spoke Hebrew. You know, I, I assumed all the Jews like spoke Yiddish and German and English and, you know, whatever, wherever they were assimilated into, but I figured they all spoke Hebrew as well. Right. That was just like a thing, but that's not the case. It was more like, more like Latin, you know, like whatever they, yeah, whatever they learned at, at temple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and there were there were Jews moving to, to Palestine uh, that once they got there, they couldn't speak to each other, or they <laughs> they had to they had to work through what little Hebrew they did know, and some they basically created like kind of a pidgin language initially, where they were like uh-huh. you know people they were getting together and farming and and you know hey we're all Jews, but like they were having a hard time talk to, talking to each other, and so there was a there had to be a push to bring back Hebrew as a language. As a, as a you know a real like not dead language I mean, can you imagine if in italy they're like all right we're gonna start speaking latin you know all the if all the italian people like from like new jersey <laughs> <laughs> went like and from other places like you know Ar- argentina or wherever were going back to rome uh-huh. and they all had everybody's like well you know let's all learn latin that's kind of how it was <laughs> <laughs> so really the whole the whole uh israeli arab conflict is the fault of europeans yes <laughs> yes sure yeah i think starting you, I with think the, starting with the romans <laughs> and then continuing for the next two thousand years with the constant yeah, persecution I, I, that drove I, yeah, I, that drove the uh the jews back to Israel. I think, yeah, I think you can, I think you can lay off the Romans though to a certain extent. I think uh, there's so many things with the Romans that. Well, that's it. That, we we all deserve reparations from Rome. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, for having to deal with all of this now. But but we're very Roman. Like just a, like some of the, the traditions we still have today are so Roman. Like you think of the, you know, yeah, okay, we have a republic, which is very Roman, right? Yeah. Um, but like just this like simple things, like the fact that you wear, you know, you wear a wedding ring, very Roman. The the carrying the 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 whole thing with carrying the wife across the bride across the threshold, Roman. <laughs> uh, the 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 throwing the bouquet, Roman. Really? Uh, it was a it, yeah, it was a torch. Okay. Like I think I think when it when a when a man married a woman in Rome, or at least certain times in Rome, um, they would uh, the family would go from the father's house because when a, a woman belonged to the father until she got married, then she belonged to the, to the husband, right? So they everybody with the whole wedding party would go from like the the her family's house to the new house or the new place where she was going to live with the husband, uh, and there was like a torch that lit you know that i guess would light the way or whatever you know there was there was and because they didn't have they, they didn't have street lights yeah so they would <laughs> get the this is, I, you know this is from all my podcasting uh they would throw the at the end when they got to the new house they would i guess extinguish i'm assuming they extinguished the torch they would throw it <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> I'm pretty sure they extinguished it, but who knows? But they would, yeah, they would throw the torch, like, and whoever, I guess, whoever caught it. Was it going to be the next one to get married? 
maybe i don't know but there was like a torch throwing thing and so that's kind of where the bouquet is like throwing that torch i guess maybe it didn't but, have the same meaning but the the fact that something got thrown <laughs> yeah so there's just a lot of things and that's just a couple of stupid examples but there's just a lot of things that we take for granted that are very roman you know? and and terms that we use like dictator you know the romans would elect a dictator in times of crisis mm-hmm. uh they would they would elect a dictator um and that dict- dictator would be in power for six months and then after six months as long as like you know everything had settled down that dictator would would uh, relinquish power yeah and that was like so di- a dictator you know wasn't wasn't thought of as like the way we think of a dictator dictator was like oh shit, we need a dictator <laughs> you know like the, the things you know like when um when hannibal invaded after i think two after three battles where rome got its ass kicked like worse than you like so bad they they got a dictator it was flavius Flavius was the dictator and he, he did the kind of thing I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going off. I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is just stream of history consciousness. Well, that's okay. You build up the whole show. So <laughs> this, this is embarrassing that I could just go on and on. Well, see, this like is that. why you, 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 you demonstrate every time you're, you're on this podcast why that I can that just there's lather. you will not have any trouble doing your own podcast yeah i think the history that's the thing the history podcast i guess if i were to do a the history podcast i want to do and i i, I was you know like I, I think i mentioned before i was toying with the idea of making it into something that i could use as the out the, the output uh rather than writing a paper right. although there would have to be writing involved in it because like a lot of these really good history podcasts, they're obviously they're scripted, you know, there's some, they're taught. Maybe, I don't know if they're reading the stuff and it's bullet points and they're really good at, you know, speaking on the subject or if they have a, a script, I'm assuming a lot of it is very scripted when they're talking about these subjects. They'll Whether probably still make you write, you know, a thesis paper, yeah. but it won't have to be as long. But on the other <laughs> hand, it'll be a summary and that'll include you know a thumb drive (laughs) with all the episodes of your podcast on it (laughs) but i I, so anyway whether i do something like that or not i think another idea that's just occurring to me and and yes i'm to have a foil right to have somebody to have somebody to talk to yep about stuff like yeah we talked about we talked about i started we talked about solzhenitsyn a little bit you know, I could probably tie that in with Russia and the pogroms and all that stuff and how, you know, another thing, okay, going back to Zionism, right? Like where that <laughs> comes out of apparently is when you think about it. So you talk about colonialism, right? So like, okay, the vibe back then, it was at the tail end of, of you know, colonizing um, where colonizing is cool, right? And everybody has an empire. It was the end of the empires, but people still thought in terms of empire and, and colonization, but also, hey, communism. Right. So you had all, so you had all these Jews, right. That have gotten their asses handed to them. Like just, I mean, and I'm, I'm saying that's probably not the, the way to say it. Like, you know, true injustice and, and persecution genocide. Yeah. You know, not, not Holocaust, but like the Holocaust is like the, the ultimate 
version, you know, but it was going on through all throughout history. Right. So you've had, so we're, that's why you have like Trotsky's and, and you know, all these Russian Jews that became communist revolutionaries. It was a revolutionary time. Mm-hmm. So Zionism also comes out of that. You know, it's like a revolutionary time. Like revo- we're going to, we're going to overturn all this. We're going to, you know, things are, things are going to be different. We can't have, you know, we can't live under this czar, you know, like right. the czar is responsible for, for, for our problems because you know the government doesn't protect us so it's interesting it's 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 the the end of colonialism but then the beginning of of you know very radical new ways of thinking about government or you know freedoms and nations and philosophy on how to how people exist (laughs) so uh that's where that came out of but um the arab israeli conflict in general we blame that on europeans but <laughs> yeah. Jews moving back to Israel and causing or, or, or prompting whatever issues we've been having the last uh, 80 or so years, 100 years, whatever it is, yeah. um, that's communism's fault. Okay, that I can get behind. Can't, it's, not can't... Communi- it's not communism's fault. <laughs> it's not. But what I'm saying is, is like the, 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 time, the time in which, which this was happening, especially in Russia, right? A lot of the movers and shakers in the communists were Jewish, you know, and, and, you know, Trotsky was a perfect example, but it was, there was a whole lot of people that were very open to new things like new radical ideas, you know? So I guess you could go be a communist or you could go be a Zionist or, or something. And there were plenty of, you know, crossover. Sure. were plenty of Jews that were, you know, uh, completely assimilated and were, weren't into any of that radical thinking, you know, especially in, in Western Europe. So anyway, that's that's a subject that I'm that I'm interested in right now. But but going back to the podcast thing, I think if you know if I did if I did do a history podcast, maybe maybe uh, I'm 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 going to put you on the spot. I mean, I could recruit you to be like the the, the, the dummy the, that doesn't know anything about history that you can bounce things off of. Kind sure. of, yeah. But like an <laughs> honest, an actual honest, like. <laughs> I don't know, like sidekick is not the right word for it, but you know how you have like, <laughs> it's just a buddy that to, to talk to about history stuff. And you certainly, I wouldn't say, you, you you know, the person would have to not know about history, but someone to help steer, steer my, uh, my nuttiness or, or I have to get completely scripted, you know, or, right. or something in between where we're like, Hey, these are the topics I want to cover. And hopefully the conversation covers most of those things if I don't go down a bunch of rabbit holes, but if I go down a rabbit hole, then that's fine too. And just pick up the subjects that were missed on the next one. Yeah, I can, I can do that. I can help keep you on track. I didn't do it on this episode, but I can help, uh, help you do it I on your think, podcast. But we didn't, but we, didn't <laughs> we didn't have a, uh, an actual like track, right? No, it we was didn't. like, well, you know, I, I talked about Sultanitsyn, the Peloponnesian war and Zionism. Um, and, and we're well, and Weird Al, <laughs> who's not Jewish, no, no, Yankovic, he's just uh, Polish, no, he's some sort of Eastern European. What is Weird Al? I don't know. I don't know. He's probably Czech or Polish or some Slavic. What you're gonna look up Weird Al's uh, heritage? Oh, he's Cal. He's Californian. It's California. Well, we know that. You <laughs> Yugoslavian. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, Yugoslavian. That's okay. That opens up a whole other can of worms. 
Oh, wait. Okay, so that's just his father. His father's uh, Yugoslavian. His mother is English and Italian. But what's he, what does Yugoslavian mean? Well, right, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, is he Serbian, Croatian, Bosnian? Uh, There's, you know... Yeah, there is no... Um, uh, there is no Wikipedia entry probably, for Nick Yankovic. <laughs> Weird Al's dad. Is that what it says? Weird Al's dad? So yeah. Mary Yankovic. Elizabeth and Nick are his parents. So, yeah, I mean, Croatian, Serbian, you know, uh, Albanian. And then go back to Rome, you know, that was uh, <laughs> Dalmatia, Diocletian and his cabbages. Nobody knows what I'm talking about, but that's okay. Diocletian's cabbages. Diocletian was the emperor that ret- he was. I think he was the only emperor that actually like retired um, from being emperor. Most emperors after died. six months. <laughs> oh wait, no, no that's, he was. That's the that's the was, uh, dictator. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So the dictator. Okay. So the, <laughs> we got to stop, or this is going to go on forever. The dictator thing stopped after that was like that was republic. That was under Roman republic rules the emperor rules are way different the emperor is basically a dictator um but diocletian was one of the few emperors that didn't wasn't you know killed or assassinated whatever died from the plague or something but but he retired to like a uh you know like a a nice place in dalmatia you know on the coast where like Albania is or whatever right now, like that that coast there. Yeah, Albania, Albania, you border on the Adriatic. Adriatic. <laughs> is that from Cheers? That's from Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like? Woody's trying to get his GED or something. A coach is helping him remember his geography. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that, but I've heard you say it a bunch of times. <laughs> it's like. I don't know why it's one of those things that, that those stupid tunes that just sticks in your head. What I don't even know what what tune that is. What song is that? That's some kind of like what is that? When the Saints go marching on? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what that is. Yeah. It's, it was hard to tell with you singing it. Well, yeah, I'm not a good singer. So. Okay, to be completely go in a weird direction like I saw something <laughs> on Facebook and it was like the platters okay. there was like somebody posted this like there's a that song that's like only you right it's a anyway it's an old 50s platters like a song. ballad yeah but that now has been stuck in my head <laughs> but but not that not the actual song uh-oh the the <laughs> this is why my brain so you have that is, tune but you've put your own lyrics no, to it no or... no it's it's even worse than that right it's it's even more mundane and stupid the there was a wendy's commercial back okay. in the eight in the 80s that used Where's that the song no <laughs> oh. no but it was like i'm not gonna sing it but it was like only you you know and something something only wendy's like it was like a it was a i don't remember that one but I do apparently, yeah. and like it's. I remember it like you know they're singing about their salad bar, how good their salad bar is. <laughs> all that other Although like I, I don't think I've seen a salad bar at in Wendy's. Wendy's, no, they yeah they were. Uh, I think they were the the first ones that really popularized the salad bar, weren't they? Yes, I don't know. Maybe they, at, yeah, le- they, at least in fast food, if not in in. Uh, yeah, there's chain no restaurants salad bars, in general. Like there's no salad bars anywhere anymore, except for like. 
like uh, what's that Italian golden, restaurant? Golden the, Corral. <laughs> the free um, the free salad. Yeah, and, uh, Olive like, Garden. Pizza Hut used to have a salad bar. Yeah, and lots of and, people. Uh, there was a huge salad bar craze, but I'm thinking Wendy's might have started it. And then there's like, what is it? Ruby Tuesdays, I think, still has a salad bar, right? You can go to. <sighs> I don't know, man. I I, I went to Ruby Tuesdays once to eat their one pound hamburger. And then I was like, okay, I've defeated Ruby Tuesdays. I never need to go back there again. So next time you come <laughs> up here, we got to go to, uh, there's a couple places we got to go. I don't know if I took you to any of these places. You took me to the, go to the the Great Wing place. Yeah. At, at we got to go to, there's a place here called Oishi Burger. Oishi? Oishi is Japanese for delicious. And uh, it's a, like a Japanese fusion okay. burger joint. I would eat a Japanese fusion burger. They have the sumo or several. Burger. Oh, have, how many? How have, many pounds is dude, the sumo it's, burger? I don't. It's gigantic. It's like a foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and it's got so it's got a burger. So the first of all, the burger at this place is is uh, you know, covered in breadcrumbs and deep fried. Then there's like a pork. The 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 burger itself. The burger is covered in like panko. It, Yes. Breadcrumbs and, and, and deep fried. Yes. All right. Well, just that. You don't even need to put it in, in between buns, let alone anything on it. I'll just eat that. So, I'll just sit there with a knife and a fork and eat the deep fried breaded <laughs> burger. Thank you very much. And then. Bring me three more. <laughs> and then there's um, pork belly. And. Yummy. It's like all the meats. Like there's a chicken. That, you know, It's like all the meats that they, all the burgers that they have there in one burger. And it's huge. It's enormous. And we got to do that. And then we got to go to uh, the 58 Deli, which has this like Super Reuben that is enormous. Super and Reuben. Okay. I've never, I've never finished one. I haven't finished the Oishi Burger and I haven't finished the Super oh. Reuben. Well, if you now, can't defeat I'm not the saying Oishi I couldn't. Burger. I'm not saying I couldn't, but just the, 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 the time wasn't right. You know, it was kind of like. <laughs> you didn't, you, you weren't prepared. I, to you know, do like, a challenge meal. Yeah. Yeah. Like the next, I had stuff going on the next day. Yeah. Oh, oh that looks so. good. Oh, man. Looking I'm looking the at sumo, the I'm, sumo burger. I don't know if I'm looking at the sumo burger. I'm just looking. No, that's the Oishi burger. Mm-hmm. I don't see. Oh, here's the sumo I think burger. I had the I had the katsu or whatever, the Oishi burger katsu, katsu something. The other day I had it. I had um, that's with the pork belly on it. And I had it. I had cheese and, and an egg on the burger as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, any burger that doesn't yeah. come with a fried egg on it is not a, it's not a hamburger anymore. But if I mean, you that, that's, the, that's like basic burger ingredients now. If you scroll down, I'm, I'm sure if you're to, on the, the, the you're, their, their images stopped loading. I think the sumo these, burger is like the last burger. These you know. stupid f***ing Apple products, man. I tell you what, things just suck. <laughs> not touching that. And I have I have been having issues with my six six year old iPad. Sorry, I could not oh, yeah. open the page because the server stopped responding. Oh, I just got a I just got a um iPhone twelve Pro Max Pro. You yeah. got the Pro Max. Wow. Now, do you get the giant phone like that because you're middle aged and you're having trouble seeing things close up now, or do you just like a big phone? I like a big phone but yes to all of it i guess you know because because i like a small phone and so i got the iphone 12 mini and and i i'm like i got the mini and i'm like oh it's so awesome it's like really small 
it's it's this is the perfect size phone. Why don't they make one or more people make phones this size? I miss the smaller no, pocket like computer phone. phones. And then after about like a week, I realized I was doing this all the time. Mike lifts his glasses up, holds the phone close to his face. Well, I do and I go, that. Oh, this is why everybody wants a big phone now. I do yeah, I do that anyway. I do the same thing. Um, so, yeah, supposedly the uh, the mini will be around again for the iPhone 13 or whatever they call it this year, but it's gonna. The rumor is that that Apple's gonna yeah, discontinue so it in 2022. Which color did you get? Black. Just yeah, just yeah, black. space gray or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. yeah. No. So anyway, if you burgers. can see the Oishi burger. It's oh tremendous. my god. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sumo burger, you mean? Yeah, it's three fried patties. Yes. Yeah, that's why it's a foot tall. And then it's got, I don't know, what what is that, like, Japanese coleslaw? It's delicious. The it's, place has great food, period. Like, it's everything you get there is good. They have good wings. They have, uh... $22. Triple stack with our classic Oishi tonkatsu and chicken burgers. Oh, it's three different burgers. It's the Oishu burger, something called the Tonkatsu burger, and a chicken burger topped with crispy pork belly. Yeah, what is so tonkatsu? it's three burgers. Three burgers. Oh, the top. Tonkatsu burger is a panko breaded and deep fried pork cutlet. That's what I had. I, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so it's got chicken. So it's got pork, cow, beef. cow, yeah. pork, chicken, and then more cow with the, it's, it's, with the pork it's belly. Like, Ron Swanson approved. It is. This is totally Ron Swanson's uh, Japanese fusion burger. If he if pork, he were to make one, it's got pork belly. Like it's the three patties plus pork belly <laughs> plus on more top pork. Of that. <laughs> it's so, dude, and it's delicious too. Like that's the other thing. It's it's like this is the so, this is so good. This is the Ron Swanson burger. They made it especially for me. It <laughs> it has a beef burger, a chicken burger. And a pork burger topped with more pork. It's my burger. I think as much as I don't like seafood, I think he would require what shrimp, like he his bacon wrapped shrimp thing. It's like right. it's my third third <laughs> my, favorite, which kind of no, goes my first his, favorite food wrapped around my third favorite food, which doesn't make any sense if you go by the the Ron Swanson pyramid of greatness or excellence or whatever. Oh, um, did they not take into account? Well, he, it's it's gray. It's a gray area, I think. Scallops would be great because it's oh, is it shrimp or scallops? It's shrimp, shrimp right? It's bacon wrapped shrimp. So it's his first yeah. favorite food. Food wrapped around his third favorite food. I assume his but, second favorite food is steak. But the pyramid, it 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 doesn't really go into seafood as a category, but it does say fish for sport only. It says fish is practically fish meat is practically a vegetable. So how does that square? Well, shrimp, shrimp is crustaceans not aren't fish. shrimp. Yeah. Shrimp is but a crustacean, still, isn't it? I would still think that he would. Yeah, shrimp is a crustacean, so it's not technically fish, but and it's chock full of cholesterol. They're fish are, or uh, shrimp are terribly bad for you. So of course Ron would eat it. I don't, I don't because Ron can eat whatever he wants, and like he's perfectly healthy. <laughs> like he has perfect blood pr- blood pressure, perfect cholesterol, perfect you know uh, blood sugar. Like all of his stats are like right down the line, perfect. Despite the fact that he eats nothing but, you know, steak and bacon and shrimp. Well, I think that, I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, I think if we we all just ate meat, we'd be a lot healthier. It's the carbs, man. The carbs that are doing us in. Well. You know what I've been eating a lot of lately? 
what? Peanut M and M's. They're good. They're delicious. <laughs> I gained back fifteen of the twenty pounds that I lost last year. Uh, I'm blaming it on peanut M and M's. Well, I, you know, I'm trying to slim down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Why? I got fat. I will try to I slim will down. Slim down, like old Wesley Willis. Yep. <laughs> I kick Batman's ass. Vampire bat. <laughs> Vampire bat. Yeah, look up Wesley Willis, kids. Some good. All right. So I think this is. Do we do a podcast? I guess. I mean, I didn't have a chance to even. Uh, I need to share something with you. Um, we didn't even get to this. This is uh the one the one news news item I had. Uh, <laughs> I saw somebody I couldn't remember initially, um, and then and then I remembered because my brain doesn't work the same anymore because I'm old, like my eyes. So Alice and I watched the Graham Norton show. You know what that is? That's British talk show. Yeah. Where everybody's on a couch together, although they haven't been doing that for the last year because of stupid COVID. But uh, they had this musical guest, and I couldn't tell you who it was. But uh, the bass player in the band was playing this bass, and and they they actually talked about it on the show. And the person said that uh, you know their wife or or their husband or whoever bought it for them, and they didn't say special custom ordered it for them. They just said just bought it for them. And I'm like, wait, you can just go buy this thing? And I'm like, oh my god, James needs to have this. James, this is your ultimate bass. It is the rebel, oh. <laughs> the rebel bass. It is a, a bass guitar, the body of which is the Millennium Falcon, and it and it lights up. That's pretty cool. How awesome is that? I I wonder if it plays well. well. It's only it looks like a, is it a Fender? It looks like a it looks like a it's got like Fender. a Fender style headstock on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a P bass. It's a Fender P. It's a setup P bass. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's a it's you you have a yeah passive and active versions of the P bass, PJ bass, or jazz bass as your options. So the P bass active, how much is that? Yeah, eight hundred fifty pounds. So eleven hundred bucks. Yeah, twelve hundred like bucks. Thousand bucks. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what the exchange rate is. No. James, thanks for joining us. Okay, great to be here this week. Um, it was fun for episode four twenty four. And episode 430, whatever it is, and possibly episode 440 something. <laughs> we'll see how this turns out. Okay. Yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? How's that for being into the podcast? Like all the, all the podcast talk we had and I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> Why don't you uh, ask me where our listeners can find us? Where can the listeners find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com. Email us, nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. What the hell is protonmail? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's not Gmail. Uh, is it uh, like they don't read your emails or something? Like, I guess. Gmail? Yeah, it's more secure. But this also, a, it's not Google. We're doing the outro, yeah. right? Yeah. We're, but we can talk through it, right? Sure, because join us next time on Nerdburger <laughs> when stuff happens. All right.